0: Look at uh, Matthew chapter 13. I want to talk to you today about how Jesus Christ described that we can have four different types of hearts in our lives. There's four different types of hearts that are found in every person here. There's no way you can't be one of these four. You will find yourself in the next few moments being one of these four parts, hearts rather. If you're in Matthew 13, can you say, I'm there? If you didn't bring your Bible, you can follow along on the karaoke screen. Look at verse 1. It says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in him. And all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path. And birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But then when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Verse 7. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked out the plant. Still other seed fell on good ground, where it produced a crop a hundredfold, 60, 30 times what it was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Now Jesus begins to explain to them why he speaks in parables. And he's going to now explain that parable to them at verse 18. So go down to verse 18, please. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the word that fell on rocky places, the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since there, he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. Verse 22, the one, who received, the, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160, 30 times what is sown. Everybody say four hearts. Say it like you're up this morning. Everybody say four hearts. Excuse me. Thank you. Four hearts. Look at your neighbor and say, which heart are you? Which heart are you? Let's start with the first heart. Jesus says the man sowing the seed is the preacher. The seed is the word of God. Where that seed goes is your heart. Here we go. Now let me say this in preface before we talk about the hearts. In every one of the parables, the sower is the same and the seed is the same. Which makes the difference is the soil that it falls on. Everybody understand this. As you begin to hear these four hearts today, it's not God's fault, the word of God's fault, or a preacher's fault why people are going to hell. It is the heart of the person. Amen? So listen, here's the first heart. The sower comes out. He gives the seed. He preaches the word. What is the word? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Turn to Jesus Christ. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. No one here is good enough to go to heaven. If you've told a lie, that makes you a liar. If you've stolen something, that makes you a thief. Okay? The message is we're all born sinners. We then prove it by the life we live. The message, the seed is this. Repent and turn to Jesus Christ. Let him give you eternal life and then love him and follow his commands. Can you say amen? Amen. The Bible says when the man says that message to the first heart, their heart is as hard as a rock. A stone cold heart. Many people in life today have a stone cold heart. You may be here right now and you have a stone cold heart. That means when you hear the message, you don't receive it at all. You don't understand. The Bible says you don't understand what it means. The atheist, the, the atheist, the atheist thinks they can have evolution take away God. But Sir Isaac Newton Who wrote the laws of gravity and physics Wrote twice as much about the Bible and God Than he did about physics Science does not contradict God God created science So when people hear the word And they don't understand it What is happening is They are allowing the devil to tell them a lie And their heart is stone cold when we went out to Humble Park, we told people they need to be born again. They said, I'm Catholic. I said, I play golf. What are we talking about? It doesn't mean anything. Jesus didn't say Catholics go to heaven. He didn't say Metro Praise members go to heaven. He said, you have to be born again. Right. Then the people began to try to explain to me they didn't need to be born again. Like there's two sections of heaven. The one who just get there whatever way they want, and then the are others are those who get born again. No, there's not two ways to heaven, my friend. There's only one way. The Bible says that the first heart doesn't understand the message of the gospel. You know what it means? This is too big. This is too small. This is too big. This is too small. And then what happens immediately? The Bible says the devil comes like a bird picking seeds off the ground. The devil comes and takes the word away. And that's why in a few hours or a few moments after us witnessing to them at Humble Park, they can baka 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 all night long. Hello. And within a few days of, of service, they can be back out drinking again. Because their heart is hard. Let me tell you this today. If your heart is hard, right now you are on the highway to hell. You have to take a detour And his name is Jesus Christ. You may say, but pastor, I'm just too cute. No, you're not too cute to go to hell. You are on a highway to hell. And your heart is hard. And the Bible says the devil has blinded you. And it doesn't matter what else you live for. Because whatever else you live for is leading you to hell. There's one way. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He said no one comes to the Father but by me. You need to let God's word penetrate your heart. Every person here needs to let God's word penetrate their heart. These trouble was the law editor for the Chicago Tribune for many years. He studied law. He had his degree in law. If you know anything about lawyers, they study cases. They study the law line upon line. They study the history of the law. He was an atheist because God did not make sense to him. He could not understand God. His wife went to church one day. She didn't understand God. And hearing the preacher, she opened up her heart and received the word of God. And she was born again. She then went home to her husband, the lawyer working for the Chicago Tribune. And she said, Lee, I accepted Jesus. He said, that's the dumbest thing you've ever done. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll go to meet your pastor next week, not to hang out at church, but to prove him wrong. And so he went up to the pastor and he said, listen, I'm a lawyer. I study cases. I study history. I am going to apply that same sense of logic, that same sense of understanding. And I will be back here next weekend with my wife to prove you wrong. He thought within one weekend he could simplify Christianity and then prove it wrong. Two years later, he was born again. And wrote a book called "The Case for Christ." Hello? Because when he held Jesus Christ under the laws of logic and reason and sensibility, he saw that Christ did raise from the dead, and it is much of a historical fact as Abraham Lincoln was a president. You have to let this become small and this become big and humble yourself and come to God. And if you truly open your heart to His Word, you will see that it makes more than enough sense for your cantaloupe-sized brain to figure it out. That's the first one. The second one, the Bible says, the man, the sower, preaches the Word, sowing seed, and it falls into a crack. This is a little bit better than the concrete because that leaf in the crack, that seed finds a little bit of soil and it finds a little bit of substance to grow. And the Bible says it begins to grow, but immediately when the sun comes out, it scorches the plant and it dies because it has no root. Jesus said, these are the ones who receive the message gladly when they first hear it. Do you want to be a Christian? Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to have Santa Jesus in your life so you can get all that you need and he'll always promise you houses and lands and cars? That's me! And they come up and they repeat a prayer. Jesus, Jesus, coming to my heart, coming to my heart. And then the Bible says they walk out the door and when their girlfriend looks at them and says, oh, we're not having sex. Well then I'm leaving you. And the moment they suffer for Jesus, they give up. Oh, give up sex. Hello? Once they're told now they have to give up sex, they want to give up. The moment that somebody says, I think that's dumb, I don't think Jesus is real, and they start to feel ridiculed, they begin to want to just wither up and die many of you here have come to our church and to other churches and you have received the word gladly you've jumped and you've shouted you've gone out on the streets and even preached with us, but then you go back home and you let the things of this world crush and wither your spiritual life and if you think you're going to heaven because of what you did three years ago, two months ago, I'm here today to tell you, the devil is a liar you need to check your tree because it's probably withered in death right now it's tight but it's right come on people have taught in the church as long as you come on Sundays pay your tithes shake the pastor's hand and if you said a prayer sometime way back when and you were baptized you're going to heaven that is a lie it would be like me saying to my wife honey I'm going to have a couple other girlfriends now and I'm going to begin to start staying at their house now And I'm going to stop coming home all the time. And I just expect you and I to stay the same. How many think mama's going to do that? (laughs) Hoopster boo ain't having it. She will cut the covenant and say it's over. You choose to go that way. I'm going this way. Some of you say, well, I'm not really that bad. Well, let me tell you. If you compare yourself to Christ and the message of the gospel, you'll see very clearly that if you're not walking in holiness, you're on the road to hell like the other person with a stone cold heart. Some of you think, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm pretty good, but every now and then I mess up, and you're doing this compromising thing with sin, and you're saying, well, you know, I'm checking my, my tree right now, and, and it's not too bad. I, I think I can make it all the way to heaven like this, but you don't understand every day you're dying. Every day you put your friends before God, you're dying inside. Every time you watch TV movies, your favorite baseball game, and you're not praying and seeking the Lord, that sun is beating down on you. And then when you least expect it, something will happen in your life, a tragedy, and it will be the last straw that breaks the camel's back, and we won't see you for about four months until you feel convicted to come back. And you'll ask yourself, how did I end up in that position? You see, because I can get to downtown going 90 miles an hour. That's one way. But I could also get there taking baby steps. Little by little by little. And a lot of people come to church and they say they believe in God. But little by little, things begin to eat at them. The sun begins to get a little hotter on them. The persecution begins to grow. The suffering for Christ, abstaining from sex and drugs and alcohol and not cussing and all this other stuff. It gets so hard for them. And before you know it, there they are. Like the dog returning to its vomit, they have gone back to their sins. Somebody say, help us, Jesus. Welcome to a church that preaches the word. Amen. Amen. And the third seed, the Bible says, the man is the sower. The word is the word of God. He begins to sow the word. They receive it. It's good ground. It looks wonderful. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, weeds begin to grow. Now, what's different about this than the sun is that the sun is that process of heat and persecution and, and the you know just this idea that I can't have a good life, you know. It's kind of like a self centered attitude. But what these weeds are, the Bible says is worries, Bible says is love for money, and the Bible just says living your life for yourself. Now listen to me. It never says that the ground had weeds to begin with. So this third seed looks ex- a third ground looks exactly like the good ground. The fourth one because it says it starts off great. It is good ground. The person does commit to God. They do go out and preach, and they really want to live for God. And they're saying, I'm going to take a, you know take a stand against sin, and I'm going to live holy even if it costs me something. But then it says. This weed called worry begins to crop up. Oh, I've been single now for two years, and God hasn't brought me my my mate yet, and I don't know if He's ever going to bring it to me. And the Bible says the weed just starts to wrap around the tree, and it begins to crush it. The next one is the pleasures of life, it just begins to subtly begin to happen. And I want to tell you something. This third one could be any of us at any time. Because I believe the fourth one is only truly seen when you get to heaven. And then the Lord checks your tree and he says, good tree. So between now and heaven, yes, we're saved. The Bible says each, uh, the, the second one and the third one and the fourth one all get saved. The second one doesn't last very long because of persecution. The fourth one remains safe. But the third one is safe for a season, doesn't say for how long, and then, then it's choked out. So the way I look at it is, is every day the Christian has to go to their garden, go to their life, and see if there's any weeds. Maybe it's a weed of an attitude, an offense. So many people get bitter in church. They have unforgiveness, and it starts off just like a little weed. Oh, that pastor offended me. I don't like that pastor. And then all of a sudden it starts to grow up. And it may take two years. It may take three years. And then that thing just wraps around. And that person is a Christian. But the Bible says then their fruit begins to die. They become unfruitful. The first seed is a stone cold heart. The first ground. The second ground is a crack. The third one is weeds. And then lastly, Jesus says, this sower sows the seed in the ground and it begins to grow and it begins to bear fruit. And I believe that person every day is checking their heart for weeds. And they're letting God, like it says in John 15, trim them so that they may bear much fruit. I want you to stand up with me today in the house of God, please. Hallelujah. Somebody say it's short, but it's good. <laughs> We invite you to hang out today. We're going to have a lot of food today. We're going to have some fun. Young adult service tonight, 18 and older. Let's end out today checking our hearts and making sure we receive God's word the way we ought to. Amen. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes in a moment of reflection and meditation of this word. As the band comes, I want you just right now to check your heart. Is your heart pure? The Bible says, Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. He that has clean hands, excuse me, and a pure heart. If your heart is any other heart other than the last one, good and pure, I just want you to make your way up to this altar right now and find a place to kneel at this altar. We're going to pray for you today. Come on. Don't hide. and Don't wait for us to beg you. If you need to purify your heart, just come to this altar. You are welcome to come. Some of you may be saved, but you're just saying, Lord, I don't want this weed to take me over. Come on. If you're already saved, just begin to talk to him. Lord, we you so many times in my life i've had to do exactly what my brothers and sisters are doing right now even as a christian i've had to come to the lord and say god i see this weed growing up and i know it's not right will you will you pick this weed pick this weed of anger out of me pick this weed of bitterness In another one of Jesus' parables, he says that the devil comes and sows weeds in good ground. I've been saved for 13 years, and every time a weed gets in my heart, it's like I was just saved for a day. I'm telling you, man, you're never to a point. The Bible says, take heed when you think you stand, lest you fall. If you ever think that sin and these things the Bible calls evil is a game or a joke that's when you're you're on your way down it doesn't mean we need to be afraid of losing our salvation it just means we have to fight the fight of faith and I thank God for those of you here is there anyone else? come behind them if you can't make your way to the altar at least just kneel down come on give us clean hands Lord give us a pure heart help us Lord to live feet We're going to let you pray right now. Those that need to be born again, just begin to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Today I accept you and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior.